Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted handler, Brian, welcoming you once again to the Digital Rage Room. In this episode, our agents begin to wrap up their initial investigation with the Bernier family and begin to proceed following up on a lead that may lead them further away when they are contacted by none other than Heisenberg. And I wonder what he has to say. Well, you know what? You should wonder. Why don't you go ahead and stay tuned and listen to the episode as you find out what these agents may be suspecting all along. Now, I don't want to give it away, but let's just say that uh, there might be some factions in the uh, program that might be butting heads or may not be seeing eye to eye. And who's in the middle of this crush? Our agents. So, remember, if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on. We're on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and Audible. Don't forget, we can also be found on YouTube. Hit that subscribe bell so you don't miss it when we drop an episode and get caught up on our Delta Green archives. Well, that should take care of everything. Uh, Why don't we warm up our dice and top off our glasses. Roll the Hard 20 podcast presents episode three of our sweetness run through. I don't want to waste any more time. Get to it, agents. So I'm looking at, I don't know how to ask him, can we sleep in the room with your daughter tonight? (laughs) Um, But also, (laughs) I need to find out that you talked to Heisenberg. I don't know how we're going to do that. Um, I think uh, we need to maybe send Heisenberg the symbol you know, to see if he knows anything. I'm sure sure he does. You know, as a uh, as an unbiased individual if you send that signal that's one more vector that's just that's just of every vector so we got the news crew we got i already tweeted it Hmm? i already tweeted it out check this out well it it may not even like i mean you probably could could send it to him because obviously he's not a that you know of he's not a a problematic individual and this was on your personal phone not the anna phone yes You yeah. got two phones? What are you, a drug dealer? What are you, yeah, what are you freaking Heisenberg himself? Meth mm-hmm. dealer? <laughs> I'm dealing with the cult. Goddamn right. Dealing with cult craft and weird things. Um, but we need time to find out <gasps> about, uh, you know, we got to look up about the wife. We got to do that. Like, how do we extricate ourselves from the house and then come back? You know, I'm wondering if, because he's going to he's gonna be bored of us soon. That's going to be awkward. He's going to be bored of us soon and kick us out. I don't want to have that happen. I'd rather have us exit and say something, you know, to the, uh, I don't know how, how we would say like, you know, oh, well, you know, tell you what, thank you for your hospitality. We're, you know, we're going to, if you're allowed, you know, we want to get you a new door, not, not from the FBI, just personal men to men talking, you know, this can't be, you know, good to have. Of course he could always do that himself, but I'm trying to figure out a way to, have a good exit without losing our ground right here. Cause if we leave, he's probably not going to want us to come back unless something drastic happens. And I don't yeah, think, I think it's boiling yet. up to the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we, we, we're not quite there yet. We need to find out a little more about the house when they bought it. There was any issues with it. Probably get some more information with respect to the agent, the history, something like the neighborhood, you know, maybe there was a murder in there. Maybe someone did die. Maybe this okay. is built on some kind of, ground 
going well, back a, to the Poltergeist movie where it was built on a graveyard. You know, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask that, like, you know, like, well, we can do this in game, but I have, a, I, I kind of want to ask him maybe away from the wife, some kids, or something, if possible. I don't know how to do that, but basically, like, hey, you know, have you seen Poltergeist? I think we've all seen that movie. Great movie, Indian burial grounds, all that. But is there anything like that with this neighborhood? Do you know of, or you know? And also, it seems it to be, me this may ahead. be a Thornhill faction mission. This may not be our guys' mission. This may be Thornhill, and they grabbed us because they know us. And this may be something that ultimately divides Delta or helps assisting in the division of Delta Green. And then if we find that out, we may want to. We may bail. I don't know. And remember, I'm the cooler here. So I'm going to say you're always nice. the cooler, dude. Until <laughs> until I tell you not to be nice. He's always the nice guy. <laughs> I'm well, surprised I haven't got coffee yet. Yeah, I'm going to do go. that. Or <laughs> make you some sandwiches. Well, are we ready to uh, lead ready. in? I know you guys have a lot of hypotheses that you want to uh, test. So let's uh, let's jump right in. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll Hard Twenty Podcast. It is I, your trusted handler, Brian. Welcome you back to another episode of our Delta Green scenario sweetness. And with me, the hard slingers of your yeah, yeah. Wise, Tone Dog. Yeah, Wait, episode bitch. three. So the last episode, you guys managed to go to the the Bernier residence. <laughs> Bernier, yeah. Yeah. And you wanted to get to know this family a little bit better and find out exactly what was going on be behind the family that had this mark appear on their door. It was there that you found out that there seemed to be some kind of a uh, of a dark shadow-esque figure that had been visiting the family at different intervals. Most, uh, most receptive of this was their 10-year-old daughter, where it seemed to be, uh, I don't know if you want to say manifesting, but but frequenting her room at night up until the point where she gets so exhausted she just falls asleep wakes up the next morning it's not there and you guys are trying to figure out some uh intricacies the nuances of this family and at the end of last episode agent adesso your phone vibrated your personal phone not the burner phone and on the other end was none other than your previous Heisenberg. case handler heisenberg who told you who asked you what the hell you were doing in Tampa and that you seem to be on some mission uh, that you probably shouldn't be on. He's still on the phone too, right? Yes, he is. So let's pick it up with with that, Odesso. All right, I'll say, yeah, we're investigating a, a strange symbol and what appears to be, I mean, I'm gonna be real quiet about it. What appears to be a extra dimensional presence that's communicating with a 10 year old girl this isn't authorized by you is it one of the thorn is it thornhills group well thornhills with march technology and uh as i said before i advise you to stay clear of them but don't get in their way but i don't believe that this has anything to do with thornhill but who would have access to us sufficient to give not only identifications but get us the information to get us here to transport well, us that's the double-edged sword even though i'm technically your case officer i would assume that at any time other case officers can pull you into the field without my knowledge it's highly unusual though usually 
once an agent is assigned a case officer, everything goes through them. It keeps things more compartmentalized. There's usually only two reasons for something like that. Either uh, they want to eliminate that particular case officer or they've deemed, they've deemed that the agents themselves have become expendable. <laughs> you want us to pull out? That's always my idea. Pull out. What's <laughs> wrong with this one? <laughs> As he takes a drink. <laughs> There's um, a lot of if coming off this plan. No, I... Uh, I don't know how comfortable you and each are doing there, how you feel about the whole thing. Like I said, I, I just learned of this. So it's not protocol for me to get involved. It's certainly not protocol for me to contact you. But because my hands are tied at the... How'd you use the, the phone? <laughs> <laughs> I do have uh, maybe a little something that might be able to help you out. Uh, I hate to, I hate to step on any toes. First of all, is there any information you want to give me about what you are working on right now? Yes, I'll send you a picture of the symbol that was carved into this party's door that generated the investigation. I'll send that to you. He looks at it after a few moments, it, it pings across his phone. He looks at it, he's like, is this on a personal residence? Yes, it is. Can you tell me anything about who lives there? How have they been there for years or what? They've been there for three weeks. It is a personal residence. They just moved in. Uh, we don't know enough history about the house to determine if it's house specific or family specific as yet. All right, I'm gonna have to get back to you on this uh, in a minute. In the meantime, I want you to write this this address down. It's not really an address. I want you to write this this location down. Let me know when you're ready. I am ready. Community Recycling Center on Linebow Avenue in Wilkesie. How do you spell the street name? Linebow, L-I-E-L-I-N-E-B-O-U-G-H Avenue in Wilkesie, W-I-L-K-S-Y. It's a, Got it. It's a community recycling center. Gotcha. How can I contact you again? I'll call you back in five with some information. Got it. All right. Polly hangs up the phone. And then um, what is going on between uh, each and uh, Bernier? I'm going to see what each is doing at this point. How long did your the whole call take because i was i was saying what i was going to do in the last episode kind maybe of 30 maybe 30 seconds at the most oh okay well i'll just keep he's a man he's right to the point yeah like operation coffee you want to <laughs> coffee <laughs> yes what time <laughs> nine o'clock i'll be there <laughs> Boom. Done. done got it yeah okay so i go well you know i've clearly been standing in this spot and haven't felt anything more than a draft i mean <clears throat> Would there be any other areas that we could 
with your permission, of course, like see where these things might have happened? Tim, Sir or ma'am? Why don't you let them go up into her room? At least let them look around. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what. Uh, let me let me take you upstairs, and we could look in uh, Catherine's room and uh, see if you see anything up in there. Like I said, I, I don't personally buy into this. I don't think that there's uh, anything to be had for this. I think people are seeing what they want to see. I don't know about the mark on the door. I still think that it might have something to do with some of the, the local teenagers pranking us. Um, like I Most said, I, I only opened up the police report because uh, Evelyn would feel more comfortable with it. Well, you know, I, I did work for Tampa Police Department. I was a dispatcher. I, I know it's not a big deal, but I was a dispatcher, and I, I, I just think that it... If more people called in things like this, they would feel more comfortable and their families would feel more safe in the area. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Come on. Let's go on upstairs. <clears throat> so right. he leads you up the stairs. You Polly going is... to, Polly? Or you stand with the wife? That's out of characters or out of game, sorry. <laughs> I want to go directly to, to um, each and whisper in his ear what happened. Is it... Like, it's going to be a little obvious in front of the dude, right? Yeah, but simply, you know, I had a call. He, he's obviously not privy to the stuff we're talking about. So if it looks like it's a good break, I'll lean over and tell each what happened. Okay, you lean over. Each got a call from Heisenberg. This is not his mission. This seems to be another mission from another case officer that we're currently unaware. Not connected to Thornhill, but he wants to be apprised what's going on. He's given us a... Uh, location address he's going to call back at five great okay so that must be him <laughs> it was him all right yep <laughs> so you guys go upstairs and he mr bernier shows you his daughter's room <clears throat> you see it's a typical 10 year old daughter room he white furniture with the, the sweeping type bed and, and stuffed animals in the corner of the bed. You see a little bean bag, an old toy chest, posters on the on the wall of new kids on the block or whatever was big at the time. <laughs> what would you like to man. do? Okay. Is she is she in the room right now? She is not. You can oh, actually okay. look down the hallway and you see that she is in Chad's room with Chad. Oh, okay. Okay. Can we tell? Is we're getting a vibe from the room? Uh, make some, make a, uh, make a. Damn it! Let me find this thing. Sorry, Broken. I was gonna say make a sig check, but uh, I can't do anything on that. I mean, is there any way to let you know? Like, there's a critical fail. Is there a critical success? Even if I have no percentage, I got a forty percent on a sig in. So I can actually try that. Okay, Isn't that reading ahead. human interaction, though? No, that's uh, human-int. Oh, okay. Because I was actually going to have you go with that. Sig-int is more like for something that you feel. That, that's that's oh, my okay. thought. Is It's something that you're trying to feel or discover that doesn't have to do with somebody being deceitful to you. Okay. Got it. I'll roll. And, hey, 20. Okay. And you're trying to look for what exactly? Something. I want to see if there's a vibe in the room. Okay. Or something like I can tell there was a presence and an interdimensional presence. Sweetness. The air, the air feels. <laughs> yeah, pinned it. 
the air feels very dead. Like, mm -hmm. you don't feel a vibration in the air. You don't feel as though something is watching you. You don't feel any of that upstairs. Dead as in, like, the rest of the house feels alive, but, the but this particular place just feels dead. Like, there's nothing going on here. It feels very quiet. I mean, yeah. you don't hear anything in the room. It's almost like dead air. You know, it, it's, it's like a... Uh, an unusual callback and I, I don't know if you'll get this reference but have you ever seen Brokeback Mountain no yes <laughs> there, uh, well I, I didn't see the whole thing but there's this one scene and it's not the scene you're thinking of Sammy <laughs> I can't quit you Ryder <laughs> it's when one of the guys' wife is sitting in this house by herself there's nothing on the walls there's no music obviously it's just like white painted inside and it's just this lonely, desolate feeling in this house. I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember that part? I remember seeing that scene. Yeah, that's thinking my bedroom. Of, <laughs> thinking to myself <laughs> that, <laughs> thinking to myself, man, it just feels as though your soul is is pinned to the floor. And that's almost what this room feels like. It, it's got that... Uh -huh that overtone to it. And that's what you feel in the room tone. You don't feel like there's any music. There's, there's no birds that you hear. There's, there's no, it's not drowning you, but it's not uplifting. It's almost like a limbo room. TV's not on the static channel. No, nothing. <laughs> there's no yeah. millennium Falcon doing circles in the sky. Or <laughs> Clown in the corner though. Oh, there we go. Like All right. Um, is the feeling stronger in any particular one place, or it just permeates the whole room? No, it's just permeating the whole room, basically. Gotcha. All right. I look at each and I say, got a strange feel here. You know, this room, I like the decor, but it's got a strange feel to it. You know, you know just nod at each. It's got a strange feel to it. I'll uh, take that and... Uh... I'll, uh, come on, man! <laughs> come on, this, that's 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 kid stuff. And I look at the, the Mr. Bernier. Let's mm -hmm. go. You know. Mm -hmm. But so you get a text. It says it says one minute. Got it. I look at the text and I'll and I tell uh, I tell each. Yeah. Uh, well, we've. Uh, Mr. Bernier, was there any history to this house that was disclosed to you when you purchased it? No, everything's going to be disclosed. You know that. Right. Did they disclose anything to you? Was there a death in, this, in the house? Uh, anything like no. that? Anything unusual? Previous owners were a young couple. They, uh, they'd they had a couple of kids. They were looking to have another one. They wanted a bigger house. This is only a three-bedroom house, but uh, it's big enough for our needs, and I'm not going to have any more children. Got it. You guys are at the top landing. Is uh, wifey with us too? No, she's downstairs. I'm assuming that you have left the little girl's room. Yes. Okay. Okay. So the yeah. three of you are in the hallway upstairs. You see the Chad's room across the way, the bathroom, and then at the far end of the hallway is most likely probably the master bedroom. I'd like for both of you to make an uh, a sig int check. No, I failed it. 73. I don't have the ability. Okay. 
as he's explaining this, he, he stops for a minute. Explaining what? I froze for a second. Sorry. Oh, he, he's explaining that um, that the house was owned by a young couple, no doubt. Yeah, I, I got that. They, just, they wanted a bigger house. But after he, as he's telling you this, he, he stops for a minute and like turns to his left. He's more by the stairway, by the by the bathroom. And he, he looks into the bathroom. He's like, oh, I got to tell you, I, I must be this... These damn kids have got me on the edge of my seat, but I could have swore I saw something out of the corner of my eye in that bathroom. Yeah, it, it it's so easy to get spooked by this kind of stuff. I mean, you um, actually, if, if you don't mind, though, I, I I could use the restroom right now if you if you don't mind. Is that okay? I'm surely not a you know. Just make sure you put the toilet seat back down. You know, the girls in the house. Yeah, I understand. Um. So yeah, I'll, I'll go into the bathroom and. I'll, I'll, you know, give, give, uh, Odessa a little eye, mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, and I'll go in there and close the door and you know, pretend to go pee and turn on the faucet, and write ghost messages in the mirror again, but <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you don't have, you don't have the balls to kill this family, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll see if there's anything, uh, in there that I'm going to lose sanity on. No, you don't see anything in there. You don't feel anything. Even with the door closed, and even with the door closed, me sitting down, my pants around my ankles. No, nothing. All right. All righty. Yeah. Get some kind of a ghostly hand job. Nothing, yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing like that. Okay. Okay. So you do your phantom Thank you so flush. much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I want make sure I wash my hands and all that. Phone starts going off. Odessa. All right. I take it outside. Okay. Okay, listen, Odessa. Um, Polly, I need for you and Ichimaru. You're going to want to get someone you trust to get your loved ones to safety. And I need to send you to that community recycling center, I need you to locate what we call in the field a green box. Now, I've never had to uh, send you to one of these, so I don't know if your current case officer has filled you in on what one of these is, but it's basically a drop box of equipment. It'll provide provisions for you if you need it. Listen closely because I can't say this again. When you get to the recycling center, you're going to want to go to the northwest area of this facility. It's going to be fenced off. And you're going to find a large recycling container. That is the green box. I implore you, find someone the two of you trust and get your loved ones to safety until this mission is over. Got it. The line goes dead. All right. We say our goodbyes to, um, to the Berniers. And when we're outside and alone... We, we tell the Berniers, oh, oh, oh. Oh, thank you. Appreciate the interview. Uh, appreciate your time. We'll be in touch. 
we'll probably have some few follow-up questions after we verify a few things. And then uh, Paul, looks at each and says, you know, we've got to go. Okay. Yeah. Thank them for their, their openness to talk. And like, like Odessa said, you know, we'll be in touch. So we're in the car, Odessa. Uh, before you guys leave the porch, though, and you're saying goodbye to him, he says, oh, wait a second, guys, agents. What is all this about? I mean, first you asked me about my kids, and then you asked me about this this thing that everybody, except for me, supposedly saw. And then you asked me about my ex-wife. Where are we going with all this? Well, do you think really... my ex-wife has anything to do with this? That'd be the easiest explanation because usually we're that's here. the most, right. you know, in in situations like this, it's someone close. It could be an ex-wife who's upset that you have custody and is doing things to spook out her kids, who she's clearly shown that she can be malicious towards. Most likely, as you said, sir, local kids hazing the new people coming in, but because we were uh, asked to come out due to the situation, we are trying to follow up on any sort of things. And, you know, this this door here, as clean as it is now, is, you know, you can still see the, the leftovers. And if it's, you know, spooking out the family or causing extra stress, you know. Well, I'll go to Home Depot today and I'll, uh, I'll get a new door for the house. That's, that's not a problem. The only thing that concerns me is from what Catherine was telling me. This thing called her little cat. Only myself and my ex-wife ever called her that. And that's a... That's a huge consideration. I don't know how anybody can be in two places at once, and I don't think that's going to be the case, but... uh Well, sir, do you believe your daughter is making this up? And I mean that with no disrespect. You know, she kids, they, projecting. Have a, they have a way of... uh thinking certain things if they want their, their real mom and their real father to be together they have that, that tenacity to want to be that way and I could almost say yes if she was the only one to see it but if Chad says he saw it and, and Evie saw it too and Evie certainly doesn't want that um, I just don't know I don't think that's the case though look I, I don't believe in any of this hocus pocus voodoo bullshit well since we've eliminated the idea that this is a hate crime, it just seems to be something unusual. And then, of course, you know, going down the rabbit hole of the appearance of the person in your your daughter's bedroom, that was interesting and worth exploring. But we will be in touch. We will be getting in touch back with you. So just to let you know, the investigation's not over. We'll, we'll be contacting you again. And we thank you again for your time. Do you have any, as you know, Parents do, we had baby monitors and we could hear if our kid was restless and all that. Do you have any of that sort of thing? Maybe you put that in your room and if you hear your daughter talking at night, you can go in and see. You know, that was one thing I never never did here. <clears throat> Maybe because I didn't want to buy into it 100%, but uh, I think I'll take a little trip on down to the store and pick one up. It couldn't hurt, right? Save the receipt, yeah, get my money back. Anything to dispel it. You know? Okay. Thank you, agents. I appreciate your time. Thank you Close for your time. Close the door. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are left on the porch. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, Paulie, as we walk to the car, potentially. Right. Call from the wife. 
I yes. take it? Yes. And um, we'll get in the car and I'll tell them all the details. Saying specifically, we've got to contact our, our families and get them to safety, get somebody to get them to safety. There's an issue. Uh, Odessa, or excuse me, handle that. says that in the event that there's a new case officer, it means that the field agents are going to be eliminated or the case officers are going to be eliminated. Either way, we're in some trouble. We got to get to this recycling center he gave us and locate a green box. So that's where we're headed off now. Will you handle <clears throat> getting us to the green box? And I'll make calls and make sure that our families are, are safe. My, my connections are absolutely loyal and we will, they will be taken care of. I, maybe you tell your wife that, uh, to expect some friends of yours to, (laughs) or maybe we do something to where, I I don't know if you're worried about spooking them. Yeah. Uh, I'll call them. I'll call, I'll call Santa and tell her to expect some people. There's been a, there's been a work-related problem that's spilled over in a personal life and that they, um, for their safety, precaution, precaution. Yeah. So it's a precautionary thing. Just simply, it's a matter of routine. You know, it's a, I'll tell her, I'll tell her it's an unrelated issue to me, but since the department's had an issue, it's a protocol thing we have to follow. So some of the assets the agency has are going to be visiting and we're going to, you guys are going to go have a good hotel uh, stay for a little while. It's going to be fun. Yeah, so I'll make my contacts with my my organization. Uh, thankfully, I've been more involved lately, so <laughs> I've been able to work on those bonds. <laughs> yeah, and um, for but yeah, the part, same guy. Sorry, go ahead, brother. I was going to say, for the most part, your bonds are pretty close to everyone being back up to where they they need to be. That's Good choice. Good there. Excellent. Yeah. And the same person who helped us out when we were on death's door. Um, you know, if we need a doctor, we can get one. If we need someone to take our families to safety, it, it won't be as much of an issue with mine. Uh, but with Paulie's, I don't know if yeah, a that's bunch of, be a little uh, more difficult. of reformed Yakuza coming up to their <laughs> door, helping them out. But, you know, they clean up nice, you know. So you guys make your way to the community recycling center. It's probably about 4.40 on a Friday. Traffic. Yeah, a lot of traffic. Um, Hit the siren, brother. (laughs) What's that? Hit the siren, brother. (laughs) The rental probably didn't have that, but... uh, I carry one. As you guys enter the (laughs) landfill, you, uh, you notice that a lot of the ground has been replaned and shuffled whatnot as they as they take old stuff and bury it down lay it flat uh you could see that there are several dirt roads that lead north in through there they're off, off to the left are large bends that people are throwing there it's know, a dump right basically yeah that's that's exactly what it is for a, a better word but it doesn't it's not the kind of mounds that you would see at like the la dump it's more of like uh control like the one at big bear no it, it's on a larger scale think of it as landfills yeah yeah they have landfills there but there's they have like large ass containers and you find yourself going north and then there's a a dirt road that goes to the northeast and one that goes to the northwest according to the northwest go to the one to the northwest like heisenberg had instructed you Mm -hmm. go for about maybe 70 feet and it ends at a chain link fence is there a container on the other side? 
behind the chain link fence, you can see swallowed up by overgrown foliage sits a green recycling container. It's approximately eight feet high, maybe 12 feet wide and 20 feet long. It's pretty it. big. Can we get to it or do we have to go around the, over the fence or around the it fence? It appears to be as though it's the, the chain link fence goes all the way around it. Okay. Like you can't drive up and get access to it. And it's climb, probably right? set back like 20 feet from the any portion of the of the chain link fence itself. Are people around? No. No, they're they're way back street. at the entrance. They're they're dumping stuff off in like the the composite area or compost area, the plastics area, cardboard area stuff. They're they're more towards the front of the mm -hmm. of the center. Odessa, you got your Leathermans. We can clip through this, no problem. Absolutely. <laughs> um, was there a gate, or is there a gate or anything? There is no gate. It's just a fence that it's been fenced in. It's been fenced in, okay. and it looks like it's been there for so long that I don't know if it's neglect or what, but the the bushes have kind of overgrown it to the point where probably nobody pays attention to it because it is so far behind the fence itself Got if it. that makes sense it's not covered over with the fence it's just the fence is right. around it but it's so we, at least 20 feet from from any point of the fence itself Got so it. we get sent here to go get stuff from the box and there's no way to enter it well we'll just improvise we'll, we'll choose a, a location that's not immediately visible from the road and we'll cut our way in okay it takes do you maybe about. Do we have? Do you actually have a Leatherman? I was making a joke. Well, probably wouldn't allow. Probably would not have been allowed to take it on the airplane. So I guess, in the absence of an actual Leatherman, we'd probably have to climb over the fence. Okay. Which shouldn't be a problem for us. We've been working out. <laughs> Some of you have. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's uh, let's just climb it. All right. Okay, so you hop the fence, look around, nothing on the front side, two sides, and it's it's elongated from left to right, so there's nothing on the front, nothing on the two side panels, but as you go around to the other side, you see that there's a, a makeshift door that has been welded in place on this, this green <laughs> container. Is this like a shipping container? It's similar to it, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a little lower. I don't know if you've ever been to one of those... Um, recycling centers where you you slide open the top portion yeah. like the upper it's like a three yeah. foot tall piece you slide it and you could throw your shit into the large basin yeah. um, mm -hmm. but this looks like it's been completely sealed up except for on the back side somebody welded a four foot door into it got it okay my guess is the door's locked it is how is it locked padlock on the outside or like a handle lock it looks as though it's got some kind of a combo lock on it. Oh, okay. Eisenberg, give you any numbers? Um, no. All right. Well, I guess we got to go home. <laughs> we got to wait for Heisenberg calls back. No. Oh, you wait for about ten minutes, and you hear your. I answer the phone. Odessa. Did you find the green box? Found the green box. Need the combo. 12, 18, 24. Got it. 
Any other further info? I've been looking into this Bernier family. What has he told you about this, uh, about this mark? He told, he has never seen it before. No idea. It was scratched into the door by either a, a claw or some kind of animal. And it was uh, used, what was used to, for a better Lizard word, draw it on there was also effluvia. blood. Yeah, blood and effluvia. Did he, but did he seem to, to acknowledge anything about this? Did he seem to, as though he knew anything about it? No, he did not. He could credit it up to being uh, kids or some kind of prank. Well, it's not kids, I'll tell you that. Okay. And everyone say, in the house is spooked besides him. Well, they have good reason to, to be that way. <laughs> uh, this mark has to do with uh, Yog Sagoth. Yog Sagoth? Yes. Oh boy. Uh, where's the door now? Door's still on the house. He's cleaned up the blood on it, and we advised him to get a new door. He's not so really. So do that this afternoon. Yeah. Okay, this isn't just a mark. It's a marker from uh, from what little exists of the mark of Yog Sagoth. This almost appears as though a like a beacon. There so is something in the house already. Too. Yeah, there is something the in the house. Okay, but if there's something in the house, it didn't come with the house. It came to the beacon. That's what I'm saying. It's there's already something there. Like it's it doesn't match with what our information is because they were already seeing that the, that the uh, daughter, the son, yeah. and the wife have all seen it, and the father just three moments ago so, well saw something in the restroom. I went into the restroom, nothing appeared to me, but that doesn't mean nothing wasn't there. And they've both seen this thing prior to the mark. The mark's only two days old. They've been having conversations with this this presence for well over that period of time. How long is this? Looking About at two the... weeks, maybe. Oh. That's when they've got it. Okay. The daughter's been speaking to something called sweetness for... It calls itself sweetness. A while. Well, sweetness doesn't mean anything to me. As far as I'm concerned, though, it almost looks as though... Uh... The mark is like an anchor. Like if something, imagine something's floating out at sea and you got to keep finding it again and again. And it may take some time to find it. But if you could put a buoy out there, you know where it's at all the time. I think that's what this marker is. We need to find out who put the marker there, though. Who put this mark on the door and why? Are there any enemies? Does the family have any enemies? Not that we were Not able to ascertain. No, it doesn't seem appear to be. They're brand new to the neighborhood. There doesn't seem to be a feeling anything. Although there is an enemy, possibly in the form of the homeowner's ex-wife. Yeah, we have not been able to follow up any leads yet because we got there and then shortly got your call. Did you get a name? Does she have a... I, I didn't go too deep into it. I just mostly been researching the immediate individuals I believe it'd be easy to locate the ex-wife of Mr. Bernier just from court records okay I'll look into but that I'll give you a call she, back and uh, pertinent information maybe she was found guilty of abusing her children cutting hurting things like that the court awarded full custody to Mr. Bernier cutting hurting how were they being hurt 
He described uh, it as torture. Yes, torture, torture. which lies right into probably this whole situation. Okay. Um, she's I'll, in Chicago. I said that doesn't mean that she's, she's still Chicago there. Chicago PD is what okay, she yeah. is. Probably last name Bernier. Okay, let me go. Let me do some checks. Outfit yourself, and I'll call you back in 10. Sounds good. Okay, Polly opens up that he tells the combo 12 18 34. It opens the combo. Okay. Opens up. The door is very rusted. So it's <clears throat> obvious no one's been in here for and it's, a long time. It's dark inside. Someone's have a light? Deso. Yes. Do our, do our phones have lights? Oh, yes. I didn't uh, know you were asking me. I, I thought you could. Oh, sorry. No. Yeah. No. Uh, I was writing down the notes. Yeah. We'll look. Uh, we'll take a look in. Okay. As you gleam around, you see there are boxes and other things that are covered with tarps. And you see right next to the, the entrance a switch with like a, uh, almost like a, a reel on a fishing rod. Kind of like a like a little speed handle. It's okay. a switch with a reel? Yes. I press the switch or turn on the switch? Nothing comes on with the switch. If I pull, if I spin the handle, what happens? Wind it up and do it like a as you, generator? Yeah, as, as you have the switch on and you start, do, start spinning this really fast, you see that the, that the lights start to illum illuminate slowly. Got it. Hand generator. Yeah. It would I'll appear spin so, it faster. Yeah. Spin it faster. Eventually, it, the whole inside illuminates. And like I said, you see crates, you see a chair, you see uh, like tarps slung over certain things. And as you start going through investigating, you realize that this is this is like a, a hidden cache for most likely for Delta Green agents. It takes you a few moments to, to do a... a cursory inspection of this and I'm going to show you I'm going to send you the contents of the green box is that mail or text that'll be text okay and I heard it just go through and which one of you awesome individuals would like to describe what it was you found in this green box well, if well, we it's got all a, like military shit, let Tony do it. Tone dog? Yep. We got a fifth of Johnny Walker Black Label. Ruger Super Red Hawk, 44 mag with a seven and a half inch barrel. Box of 50 Kevlar cutters that are AP 44 rounds. Boys plasma rifle, 41 yeah. range. Box of standard 44 rounds with three speed loaders. The compact Smith & Wesson 9mm Lady Smith. Box of mixed rounds, half hollow points, half standard with uh, three eight-round mags. We got a large Rambo-style knife, waterproof high-beam mag torch flashlight, six magnesium flares in a small waterproof case, small bottle of Dodos amphetamines, two packs of match matches, variety flavor pack of high-energy power bars, bottle of aspirin, and to wash it all down, some Pepto-Bismol. I thought you would have started with the fifth of Johnny Walker to wash this shit down. <laughs> no, no, that's the that's to start off with. Yeah, that's, and then that's, to wash that's, it that's down. The appetizer. <laughs> yeah. So you, these are the things that you found in this box that are uh, 
probably the the more important items, if it could be said. Mm -hmm. So, got it. Okay, each you want the forty four mag or the nine mil. I'll take the nine mil and the Rambo knife. <laughs> got it. And uh, Polly will take the forty four mag and load it up with the AP rounds. Yeah, you're the one with the uh, the good uh, firing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you a story <laughs> about the green box blues. <laughs> yeah. So nine millimeter uh, rounds uh, take the, uh, yeah, take the knife so I can replace my Tonto list hand. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll we should take the flashlights. Them. Yeah. Give them a round of hollow points and then uh, give them a mag full of hollow points and give them another mag full of uh, hard ball or just uh, ball ammunition and do it until all the mags are full and told them put in the hollow points first. It's yeah. good for anti-personnel. If things get weird, go to the ball ammunition, which is the bullets that don't have the hollow point. Show them the difference. And most of the uh, the other stuff in there is probably beyond simple uh, pedestrian understanding. You know, mm -hmm. you've got some some clay tablets that are wrapped up. You've got uh, different crystals. You've got a, a sextant that tells you, you know, if you were to look up in the sky and shit like that at night. Uh, other things that may be useful some other way, but this is this is probably what you're looking for at this at this point in time. Yeah, I mean, in, in all honesty, take whatever we can, the, the, the rounds, the guns, the, the flashlight, the knife, you know, you're, I don't think we'll need the scotch or Pepto. Yet. <laughs> yeah, maybe that amphetamine when I'm on one hit point. So as you guys finish gathering what you've gathered, you notice that the lights start to dim as the generator starts to wind down. And as it does, it almost as though it's timing itself. You hear your phone go off one more time. It does so. Yeah. All right, I answer the phone. Odessa. Put me on speaker phone. Got it, put him on speaker. Got Hi, it. Heisenberg. Uh, how are you each the squirrels are at it again each yeah. <laughs> um, he says uh, I did a little digging on Bernier's ex-wife name's Sarah Garrison mm. and uh, right out of the gate I gotta tell you that this woman uh, she's sick Okay. She's a former Chicago police officer and uh, seems that she was also cut from the program about a year and a half ago. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. We get it. She was one of us until she wasn't. Seems that... uh. So I'm going through her file, which is very sparse. In fact, the agency has basically denied any knowledge of her whatsoever. Seems that she lost her partner to a cult. And shortly after that, lost her trust with us and was dismissed. Apparently, it was told in a better way that she had become the mission. If you know what I mean. And uh, after she failed her psych evaluation, it appeared that she lost her job with the PD. 
I know she's had a minor pension, but I don't know how much of that is left. It looks like she cashed it all out as soon as she could, so I don't know how she's been living. I do have an address, though. It's an old one. Let me know when you're ready. Ready. Rose Hill Apartments, 2399 North Clark Street, Apartment 311. And that's in Chicago, Illinois. So, get your asses to Tampa International. I'll have a boarding pass for each of you. What about With the all airlines. I think this is going to be a choice that you're going to need to make. Either you deal with Garrison or you go back to the Bernier's house. No, I meant our friends as in what we just got from the green container. Well, your boarding passes are for carry-ons only unless you want to go buy a bag and have it shipped, but I can't guarantee the veracity of what's going to be waiting for you on that tarmac, whether your luggage is going to be there or the local police department. Here's the thing. If she's actually torturing these people, she's not going to be in Chicago. She'll be here. If she's and trying a last to basically... address. Say again? And a last address doesn't mean that's where she's at. Right. So if she's well, trying to revenge on her ex or torture her kids, she's got to be here to do it. So leaving here may not be the best thing. We don't have any hope that we'll actually encounter her at her address. And if she's there, then she can't be here. Well, her her apartment has been paid up to the end of the month. She just paid it two days ago. Okay, well, that's two days ago. Okay, well, that puts her in Chicago to pay it, which means she wasn't one drawing the symbol on the door. At your call, agents. What do you think, each? Well, so out of game, um, we got Heisenberg telling us to go to... Uh, sorry, did I freeze on you guys? Nope, you're good. Um, we got Heisenberg telling us to go to Chicago. If we go there, we can't bring any of the stuff we just got. Um, if we stay here, we can help them out, but... You know, we're helping out the, the Anna lady take care of this situation. Well, independent of but the politics, there is a problem. We've got, you know, Yog Sagoth, his symbol drawn on the door of this family's house, and a presence there. The presence, now I'm wondering if there's another symbol somewhere under the floorboards in the backyard, drawn in the attic, on the roof, someplace that we didn't see that put this presence into the house to begin with and then the other symbol is possibly drawing something else there something the way the heisenberg describe it it's a marker for something that's already there somebody's been trying to find it either that or the presence was there first somebody located the presence marked the house with the symbol so that yog sagoth's minions persons even himself can find that presence or the family it doesn't seem to be family specific it seems to be more the presence Okay, that's an issue. Who's pulling our strings is also an issue from our personal perspective because our families are in jeopardy. Otherwise, Heisenberg wouldn't have told us to move them. So yeah. if we leave this area and we go to chase down this lady who may be there, what are we going to find out? If her, she's connected to Yogg Sagoth, this house, 
maybe if our if Cybird wants us to find out who put the symbol there, chances are she may know. She may have directed somebody else to do it. She may, may be, be able to find it out. Calling the shots from up there with some kind of weird cultish shit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But also, so, think about this. We were told to get our families to safety. Yeah. So that's because whatever mission we're on now uh, is causing some problem. So the people who want us fucking dead want to know where we are. So they know where we are if we're continuing on this mission. But they won't know where we are if we leave. Right. And we maybe we have a better chance of finding out who put the the mark on the door if we chase down this lady because she's probably in contact with the cult or other people who are in the cult. I'm going to call it a cult because that seems to make mm -hmm. more sense. It'd be a network of more than one person. So she's over there saying, do this to this family. So yeah, I guess it would make the most sense for us to leave, but now becomes a chance of risk. If we use our FBI credentials to get on the plane with our friends, that we wouldn't work. bring them or not bring them at all. In which case now we're defenseless again. Now, what do you think? I mean, I know the credentials are good, but the credentials of we should be able to I mean they're less than a day old. Heisenberg's telling us to leave. Right. Right. But does that mean that <laughs> he's on up and up too? <laughs> well, we've done four missions with him and he's never steered us wrong. He's always had our back. I think and he's never been him. so fucking chatty as he has today. I feel Absolutely. like we're getting close. Yeah. So <laughs> shit's going south on us, like he said. So I think it's in our best interest to trust him because we really don't have much of a choice. We don't know Anna, no matter for the first time today. And she wasn't exactly chatty. So I say we, uh, my, why my would Heisenberg, for us to move, we go to would, Chicago. Why would Heisenberg tell us to go to this green box and get all these weapons and then tell us to leave without them? Well, that's a good question. Am I a uh, handler? Am I missing something? Did I forget something here? No. Okay. No, you're good we can, to go. Well, we've got protection now because they know where we are. So now we're armed here. So if somebody tries something on us now, we're ready. We go to the airport. We leave our friends in the car. We get on the plane. We're gone. They don't know where we are. But now we're armed while they do know where we are. So that makes sense. We're armed and we're protected by from we're protected. And we can at least defend ourselves until we well, he's telling us to leave, though. Yeah. Well, I think we should leave. I, well, he, why would he tell us to get all these weapons? And then well, he, immediately he leave? told you. OK, if I may. Yeah. Did I miss something? Is what I was asking. You're missing the, the, the timing of everything, though. You're just looking at he told you to get the weapons. Now he's telling you to get someplace else. He told you to get the weapons before you told him about the ex-wife. Yeah. He told you about the ex-wife after okay. you guys had got the weapons at the yeah. at the green box. Now he's telling okay. you where she's at and that okay. she had paid her rent a couple days ago or it they cashed the check two days ago. So you don't right. know how long, you know, she wrote the check or whatever. Right. He said he had made the 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 implication that maybe your next course would be in Chicago. Yeah. Well, I'm more willing to trust him than some man hands. Uh, agent I've never met before. So, okay, well, I guess we just stash the weapons and well, we'll leave them with them. We'll leave them in the car. car. The rental car is still ours. We don't turn the rental car in. We'll just park it. Okay. I mean, it, it with the further information, we have no idea if she's here. It, it would seem logical that she is. And if she's trying to do some kind of revenge or do something nasty to her ex and the, her children, 
she would have to be there to effectuate it. Unless she we don't even know she's home. alive. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like she could be some. She could be the presence. Yeah, or something. So maybe what we do then is hopefully the Berniers are replacing that door. I don't know if that even matters because that thing's been in their house for a while. I guess we go to Chicago. Well, I'll have the boarding passes. Huh? I'll have the boarding passes at the airlines. Oh, sorry. I thought I was a mute, Heisenberg. Sorry. <laughs> All that trust thing. Forget about that. That should be trust you. They'll be there by the time you get there. You'll be flying on Delta, of course. <laughs> hey. All right. Bischoff cookies it is. Okay. And we will see you next session next session all right Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We've also got a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over there and hit that like bell, and don't forget to subscribe. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to check us out and look for us out there. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can also download the current show directly and view our archives and galleries. we got a lot of interesting stuff posted there, so head on over. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.